Hey friends, welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I'm so grateful and honored that you've chosen to tune in today. This show is a safe place you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics to help you get real, live free, and pursue your God-given dreams. I want to take a moment just to say thank you to those of you who have left reviews for this show. I loved this Apple podcast review from Mrs. S. She says, I'm a new listener and I've already felt God speak to me through the two episodes I've listened to. I'm definitely going to make time to binge listen to past episodes. So guys, if you haven't left a review and you have a moment today, I would greatly appreciate if you did that. I am thrilled to introduce you to today's guest, Wendy Speak, because in January of this year, I kind of felt like her and I became besties. And no, I didn't meet her in real life, but I participated in her 40-day sugar fast and she read the chapters to me on Audible every morning. So it was kind of like she was right there with me. But I was really excited to get her on the show. And let me tell you a little about Wendy. As a trained actress and heartfelt Bible teacher, Wendy ministers to women's hearts through storytelling and biblical life applications. She's the co-author of the popular parenting books, Triggers and Parenting Scripts. And she's the host of the annual 40-Day Sugar Fast. Wendy lives in Southern California with her husband, Matt, and their three sons, where she blogs about faith and family on her website, wendyspeak.com. So let's just go ahead and jump into that conversation that I had with Wendy. Well, hello, Wendy. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here for some real talk. Yeah, this is a topic that is, I think, we can get very real about. But before we dive into that, I would kind of love, you know, in the intro, I always read the professional bio of the guest of the day. And I love to ask my guests, what is maybe some random fact about you that we wouldn't read on your bio? Well, sometimes my bio, you know, sometimes depending on how short or how long a bio they have on me, some of them do mention that my career was as an actress before having children and then starting to write. But all during my career in Hollywood, I just, I struggled because I, w- I wasn't able to tell stories that edified, encouraged, and pointed people to Christ. And so I really thought that I was going to end up being an actress that would go from like church to church and perform at women's groups and do one woman shows that would allow me to transition into Bible teaching. But what ended up happening was in these years confined to home with my kiddos, I still was telling stories. I was just doing it on a blog and those blogs became books. And so I'm still telling stories. I'm just doing it from the page rather than the stage. I love that. Doing it from the page rather than the stage. Yeah. When I was reading, I don't remember where I read this about you, about the actress thing. I was like, wait, what? I didn't know that. So that's really cool. I love that. It's super fun. Yeah. You know, so I came across, I was trying to figure out part of why I love the online space is because it's like one person shares one thing and then before you know it, you're like down a rabbit hole and like, oh, I just connected to this person. So yeah. I I had Asherita on my podcast uh, several months ago. If you guys haven't listened to that one, you should go back and listen. Her and I have just connected in this online space and I think she shared about your 40-day sugar fast. So then mm-hmm. I clicked through to your Instagram page and I was like, oh my goodness, I love what she's doing. And I started following you and then I joined in on that 40-day sugar fast and it was so good. And I immediately was like, all right, you've got to come on the show. So let's talk about that 40-day sugar fast. You've written a book on it, but it did not start out as a book. Where did it, where did it come from? 
No, the the book was never uh, an intention. Actually, doing a sugar fast was never my intention. You know, sometimes I think that the most profound things we get swept up in in our lives are things we get swept up in in our lives and not those things that when I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, I want to do that. Or I have this agenda for myself or my family. But all of a sudden we realize, wow, we've been swept up in something that was obviously God's plan and not necessarily ours. I was writing for a website for moms and specifically for moms who struggle with anger because my first book is called Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And that was that was a big part of my life. I mean, it was taking all my time beyond my own parenting to pour into these, these moms. And so I was leading a, a, a private Facebook group for moms with a woman named Amber Leah. And one day in the Facebook group, I said, what would happen if we fasted from sugar for 40 days? Because we see what happens with our kids, right? They they go, they go, swing way up and they crash way down and they cry and melt down. So we cry and melt down. And it's probably because, you know, they just came back from a, a play date where they ate a bunch of sugar. And, and so we cope with the stress by going and hiding in our pantry and having a handful of, of chocolate chips to get us through and over that three o'clock hump and get us to bedtime. But it it makes us have the same kind of emotional roller coaster that our kids have. So we're good at limiting their sugar, but we still use it to cope ourselves. So I just said in this group, what, what would happen if we said no to sugar for 40 days? And um, let's, let's think of it as a physical detox because we need that. But more than that, let's think of it as a spiritual fast. What is fasting for? Well, it's to say no to something that's temporary in order to focus on the one who is eternal. And instead of running to sugar to get us through, let's start running to God. Instead of running from sugar high to sugar high, let's run to the most high, whether it's in your mothering day or it's in your work stress or whatever stress it is, we know that God has said, come to me. And yet we go to our phones and our pantries and everything else. So that's where it started. Wow. I love that. I'm curious, did, so I guess a lot of women in that group raised their hand and said, yes, let's do this. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They, they raised their hand and said, yes, let's do it. Now, because I didn't have a plan and you're, you're an online personality, you know, that before you launch something, you have to plan for it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, because it just came out my mouth or through my fingertips. However it was, I shared it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's start next week. <laughs> and I'll write some blog posts on my blog and, and away we'll go. And this was almost seven years ago. And I have no idea how many people joined. But the next year around that same time, I started getting emails or Facebook private messages saying, are we going to fast again this year? That was amazing. Uh, I've never felt so close to God. I've never spent so much time in the word. And man, could I ever see a difference in the way I was responding to my children and my husband, just so powerful. So I said, Oh, Oh, we're going to do that again. Oh, okay. Again, hadn't, hadn't really prepared, but I had people say, why don't you open a, a private Facebook group? So I did that. And then I started asking people that I knew had done it with me the year before, just a handful, if they would like to be, you know, part of the team where we minister to women in that group every day, pointing them to the word. So it's not just a food fast, but it becomes a word feast. We're crowding out everything that we run to our sugar by ingesting more of God's word. And so Asherita actually was one of those administrators that very second year. 
and it's built from that where we've done it every year. And I think we have about 25, 26,000 women in the Facebook group at this point. And we're only a couple months away from an annual fast when people are sending me messages saying, do we really have to wait another year? And so that's why we put it together as a book so that you can do the 40-day sugar fast on your own or with friends or your sisters or the women in your Bible study because it really is a food, I mean, it's a, a Bible feast uh, which accompanies our food fast. Yeah. And I know for me, I, I listened to the book and your voice is very therapeutic, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but it was listening to the the words, but then also just from somebody who ushered in peace was really nice. And I love that you said that it's not just a food fast, but a word feast, because I think that's a really big difference. You know, we've seen a lot of sugar fast even from the world before, you know, like we all know, oh, it's good for you physically, but then to replace it with the word of God, that's what makes it sustainable. And that's where the r- real fruit lies. Yeah. Without, without the word of God and without prayer, fasting is just another diet. And we really don't need our diets to change as much as we need our, need our lives to change. And if you do need your diet to change, if you really are running to sugar to cope with your stress or your loneliness, your boredom, um, whatever it is you're turning to sugar for, whatever your your food triggers are, it really has more to do with your life than your diet. Your, your diet's just a, a result of what's going on in your life. So let's get to inviting God into the throne, onto the throne of our lives. There's not room for him there if there's also your little Debbies and, you know, your Starbucks lattes and everything else you run to. There can only be one master. And so we're going to crowd out the stuff that we've been letting be the source of our strength by turning to the source of our strength. Oh, so good. So why do you think that we resist fasting? I think that a lot of it is not understanding it. I think that that would be number one. We don't know what fasting is. I was raised in the church. I was raised in a Christian home. I didn't have one person in my extended family that wasn't a sold out Jesus follower. And yet I don't remember ever talking about fasting. I knew of it as a thing that people did in Bible stories, but we didn't do it. And so I think that that's one thing, but we have, you know, we're a culture crazed for intermittent fasting right now. So I think that people aren't so scared of it right now because it can be a very um, secular, not just a spiritual thing. And so people hear the title now, the 40 day sugar fast and people like, oh, okay, I could do that. And then they start thinking, oh no, giving up sugar for 40 days. So that's the second part. People might resist it because they say, I can't do this. I just can't do this. I can't. I can't go without sweetener in my coffee for 40 days. I can't go without my Dr. Pepper or my nightly bowl of ice cream. Or let me ask you, Rachel, what was, what was your, what was your thing? You're like, okay, I think I need to do this, but I'm not so sure I can go without X, Y, and Z. What were your things? You know, I, for me, sugar is one of those things that I have, a, I have a history of eating disorders and things like that. And so for me, I don't, it wasn't so much the day to day. Oh, cause I don't drink, you know, sugar. I don't even drink coffee, but what, where it got hard for me and that I had a hard time giving up was special events. I didn't realize how many quote unquote special events I would say, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and have a cupcake because we're celebrating little Johnny's birthday or whatever. But it was kind of eye opening to me how many uh, quote unquote events happened within 40 days that I would have 
just dove into this sugar. And what was interesting, though, about that at first, you would think, oh, well, that's sad. You can't, you know, you can't have cake. But really what it made me do was instead of focusing on the treat that everybody was enjoying, it made Mm. me kind of focus on the relationships, you know, and go, okay, well, I'm not eating the cake. So let me sit down with somebody and have a conversations that's focused on them instead of me being really, you know, me being excited over the piece of cake. (laughs) And spiritually, what picture that paints for us, because we miss out on relationship with Christ when we're turning to, again, the sugar high rather than the most high. And I, you know, he said so clearly, come to me, come to me. Don't go to the pantry. Don't go to whatever it is that you, you know, that that gets you through or meets your need the the special event is relationship with me mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I love that the the fasts always end up being so personalized and I think that's because Jesus was a person Jesus is a person and so he personalizes these fasts when we go to him during our fasting days so I think that most people sign up for the fast grab the book invite their their family and their friends to do it with them because they go, okay, yeah, I probably eat too much sugar. Yes, I know that I run to sugar rather than opening up God's word. I I think that the hook is in the title, right? The 40-day sugar fast, yeah, I could probably use that. But what happens when we start fasting, whether you're doing it alone or in a group, as the days progress, God's spirit continues to reveal to our hearts what else we're turning to mm-hmm. and why we're turning there. So while it might start as a sugar fast, for some it becomes a social media fast or a coffee fast or a grumbling and a complaining fast or a, you know, you fill in the blanks. And what we've learned is God never called us to a sugar-free life. He called us to a life um, that's just in him bound up in him he never called us to a sugar sacrifice but a living sacrifice and so all of these fasts that start with sugar it's like sugar is the doorway through which we invite christ to come back to that throne room of our lives and you know we've cleared the sugar off the throne and he looks around he says thanks for the sugar but i want it all i want your whole life that's why it's so much more than a physical detox it really is a spiritual transformation that's about our whole lives, not just about our diets. Yeah, that's so true, because especially after those first several days, I started to notice, okay, then, you know, he'd want to talk to me about, do we really need to sit and, you know, eat the whole bag of tortilla chips and, you know, things like that, like got rid of sugar and then in comes something else. And like you said, social media and all the things. And so um, it's just really just reveals, I feel like our heart. It's also just so neat to see that when we'll just surrender that area, even within the first day, you already just notice the Lord really speaking and just showing us some areas that he would love to be invited into. So I just, I love that. Um, what other fruit have you seen comes from fasting? The clarity, uh, mental, emotional, relational clarity. When you stop, I mean, I, I think about when I said relational there, when you've gone to those special events, it's like, wow, I see now that I might be missing out on this because I think this is the focus. Uh, or, or it can be big things like, wow, I've got some really big decisions to make in my life. And I felt really cloudy and I, I just haven't known what God's will is. Man, you, you say, I am fasting to the Lord. I am not going to turn to these things. I'm going to just, 
I'm just turning to you. I want to find that you are sweet. Uh, I want you to sustain me, Lord. And suddenly he's just speaking to us. I've heard people say this that are just doing it for the physical benefits, that their mental clarity. It's like they come out from what feels like a sugar cloud and, and they just have mental clarity. They, they remember things. They have more energy physically. They have more patience with their children, which, of course, you know, after my story that I told was kind of the, the, the benefit we were looking for the very first time we went through. Calm, kind, consistent, not melting down because they're melting down. There's so many physical and relational and mental benefits that always surprise us. And every time it's different. It's really cool when you fast in community, at least what I've experienced is every year there seems to be a new theme. There was a year where women were being convicted that um, that they were drinking too much alcohol and it became like it became a fast wide thing that that women were just confessing that they were turning to alcohol in their stress. They thought it was just a nightly glass of wine, but they realized it was so much more and people became sober. And there was a year where there was physical healing. And there was a year where marriages were reestablished, marriages that were on the brink of divorce. Even couples that had been divorced came back together. So there, there are benefits beyond, gee, I eat too much sugar. I think I should probably not for 40 days. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love that. Okay. So before we move on to the next fast that you're working on, I'm just curious, did you, did your family participate in this with you when you've done it or did you do it solo? Um, they were pretty young when I started it. And, um, but I do have, I do have people reach out saying, even with their young children, we did this as a family and it was such a benefit, Yeah. but I have not, I have not, well, I've invited my kids to do it with me. I've not pushed it on them as a, we're doing this as a family. And so I remember (laughs) there was one year where my husband did the 14 day fast while I did the 40 day fast, (laughs) you know, I'm going to do this with you. And then my husband and my, my boys went to serve somebody. They were helping them move uh, their house. And, um, my oldest son took a picture of my husband at the table that the wife had set up with treats and stuff like that. And he was eating and my husband's face was like being, you know, he was being caught in that moment where Mm -hmm. my son took a picture. He sent it to me and I just, I say, listen, this is, this is what God's called me to. So no, we haven't done it as a family. My youngest son, ironically enough, not my oldest, not my husband, but my youngest son has done it with me. But that's just because that's been what God's called him to do. And he's got a real sensitive spirit to that. But I have heard from families that said, especially with moms and daughters doing it together, they have felt like it was just such a great way to teach their daughters before they they develop some of those unhealthy patterns of turning to food instead of turning to Christ, where they, they had a, a dialogue together for 40 days about what it means to turn to Christ, what it means, what the importance of learning to ingest God's word and not run to other things in lieu of him. Yeah, oh, that's so good. And I'm curious, do you have any advice then for somebody listening who is feeling led to do it, but then, but maybe their family doesn't feel led to do it. And so how you juggle 
while, sure. you know, husband's over there eating ice cream and I'm, you know, on day three of sugar fast, yeah. ready to pull my hair out, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really hard for a lot of people. And there have been so many times I've received emails or messages on Facebook where wives are saying, I'm not supported by my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard enough that they don't want to do it. So I'm making all the things that I usually would make for them and then not eating them. But then oftentimes husbands will be like, you know, why are you even doing this? This is inconvenient for the rest of us because you're not participating. Or husbands have said things like, you know, I I love going out on Friday nights. This has been the thing that we do, but it's less fun if we're not sharing meals and sharing dessert and sharing a bottle of wine. So I would say before it starts, these two things. One, make the invitation, invite them to do it and tell them why you're doing it and let them know it would really support me, not just physically, but I'm I'm doing this because I don't just want to change my diet. I want to see if God through fasting might want to change my life and uh, your support would mean so much to me. And then two, just say, if you don't want to support me by doing it with me, would you support me by just cheering me on? You know, there's so much language in the Bible about fasting that it really is something that's a private thing, but so is family. Family's very private. So while there are many things that we can do privately, even in front of our family, inviting them to support us either by coming along or at least, you know, not making fun, maybe limiting the sweets in the house. So that is what I've done with my family. During the 40-day sugar fast, I don't serve sugar. I don't serve white bread. I mean, there are other things that I don't do, do as well. It's not just like refined white sugars. It's I don't I don't serve anything that that turns to um, sugar in my gut. I'll have um, some fruit in the house, and that's pretty much it. And so I cook that way for the family as well. But over the years of fasting, I've learned to have that be pretty much our our go to style of eating. So it's not a huge thing now, but at the beginning, it was. I don't say, hey, you can't when you're out do this and that because you're fasting because I'm not the Lord of their fast. If if God calls them to fast, then he calls them to fast has been my mode of operation here in my home. However, we don't have a lot of sugar in our house. But I know that many women have said my husband will just go out, load up the freezer with the ice cream and get all the things that I don't have. And so, again, just inviting them. Tell them the why. This isn't good for me. It's not been good for me physically. I physically hurt. I have neck pain. The doctor said it would be better for me, but I need your support. But spiritually, it's not been good for me because I'm turning to sugar instead of turning to the Lord. And I don't just want to turn to him when we go to church on Sundays. I want to learn how to do this and model it for you guys too. So join me or at least support me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of letting them know what you're doing so that they don't think. In fact, I had that conversation with my family and my girls did join me and my son at the time was eight and, you know, he he wasn't interested in joining. But I did explain to him what I was doing because so he didn't think I was dieting, you know, because at first he was like, Mom, you don't need to lose weight. I'm like, buddy, that's not what this is. This is not a diet. It's a fast. And here's the difference. And so that was really neat to just get to explain that to him and it helped him to understand it a bit more. And then in fact, to be honest, he became like my sugar police because I would be like about to eat something. He's like, mom, doesn't that have sugar in it? And I'm like, thanks. Thanks. You You know, but it was, it was cute. So yeah, I really enjoyed uh, bringing that and bringing them into it. And I also love what you mentioned about um, the pushback with, you know, marriages, especially, um, which that's a whole nother topic. I feel like, cause that 
it reveals some other things that might be happening a bit in the relationship, but just with, you know, res- respecting each other and, you know, trying to cheer each other on and support each other's needs. But I loved what you mentioned about the date night thing, because that was something I did actually experience with my husband. We used to, would get a dessert, you know, and like sit and enjoy it. And, and so to have that time, but it forced us to get a bit more creative about, okay, well, let's just sit and talk, you know? <laughs> and it, the, the focal point wasn't the dessert now. It was now let's, you know, let's just talk with each other and have a good conversation. So I really like that, that you brought that up because I know that's a very real thing that people definitely struggle with in this. Uh, okay. So right now at the time of recording this, we are still quarantined due to COVID-19. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, what have you um, experienced? Have you experienced any chatter or hearing from women who maybe are struggling a bit more in this area? Absolutely. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. Uh, well, maybe it's the same reason, but I think that whether it's just any day that someone comes across it and wants to do it, I think that there is this desire to lose a couple pounds. I, that's very common. You had said, you know, that your son had said, you don't need to lose weight, mom. And, you know, there, we can still know that we're turning to it in an unhealthy way. But in mass, there are a lot of people that say, ooh, a sugar fast. Oh, I could finally drop those last six pounds, or I could start losing the 60 pounds, or, you know. So uh, in the, in the, book at the very beginning, I remind everybody that God said, seek me and my righteousness first, just because I am God and I am righteous and all these other things, they'll be added to you. So oftentimes people do lose weight. And right now during COVID-19, I joke that COVID-19, I don't think it stands for 19, like 2019 when the disease, when the virus was discovered. I think it stands for the fact that we've gained on average about 19 pounds during this quarantine. <laughs> so I think that um, that's one reason why people are reaching out is their eating's out of control. But below that, at the root of that is why is our eating out of control? I heard that banana bread is the official bread of the coronavirus. Have you heard this? I think that's yeah, I think Very I've seen funny. a meme floating around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've made banana bread three times since this uh, has started. And so I laughed extra hard. Now, I happen to make it grain free and refined sugar free, but still, it's comfort food. Mm-hmm. It's comfort food. And so, what is the issue right now? I think that whether it's because we're afraid or we're bored or we're anxious or, or, we're stressed with our, our family because we're all um, hibernating together. Um, we're disappointed that we had to cancel our spring break or our summer plans. Whatever it is, we're turning to food. And that in time is going to equal pounds as well. But I think that what I'm hearing from people right now is I need to do the fast because my eating's out of control. Because my emotions are out of control, my eating's out of control. Because my life feels out of control, my eating's out of control. Yeah. Do you think that that is the right reason to start a fast? I think that the right reason to start a fast, I think that God can use anything to start a fast. I mean, when I think of King Jehoshaphat and he's standing up on the mountain and seeing all these enemy armies advancing against him. And he, he had all of Israel fast and pray for deliverance from their enemy. Was that a good reason to start a fast? Esther 
and knowing that um, her people were going to be annihilated. Was that a good reason to start a fast? We we fast because we want to see the deliverance of the Lord in our lives. So right now there is an enemy. And whether the enemy is coronavirus or the en- enemy is our out-of-control tendencies to turn to things other than Christ, then that is the reason to start a fast because we want to see the deliverance of the Lord. We want to we want to experience that the battle belongs to him. So I don't think that doing the sugar fast because you want to lose weight is the right reason. But please hear me when I say, I don't think the Lord cares once you get into the fast as you learn to fast. I think in a way, the, the, the weight loss or whatever it is you want to get out of it just brought you to what you don't even know you need. Until you fast, you have no idea why you should have fasted in the first place. It's only in fasting that we learn to feast on him. And so we rarely fast because we want to feast on him. But in the very end of the book, I say, okay, we've been fasting and we've learned to feast on Christ and his word. The goal was never fasting. The goal is a life of feasting. So now that the fast is through, keep feasting. And if you forget to feast, fast again in order to remember. So it's only when you do fast that you start to learn, oh, that's the purpose of fasting is so that I turn with all of my heart, mind, strength, soul to the one that I'm to love most of all. There's nothing getting in my way, not even food, not even, no, God said, don't don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Come to me. And so only when we do it, do we start seeing, oh, that's why I'm supposed to fast. So whatever it is that loops you in, that hooks you in, I don't think that there's a wrong thing once you get into the fasting. I'm so glad you spoke to that because I feel like it just lets people off the hook and takes away any hindrances they might have in fasting and realizing God's just excited you came in the first place. You know, (laughs) he's not, he he doesn't have all this checklist of things that needs to be taken place in your heart and in your life. And he's just like, yay, you're here. All right, let's do this. So I love that you just kind of like, oh, took the, took that heaviness off of it. Um, So you Mm -hmm. are, you're working on another book right now, I believe, but I know you did another fast, which this fast, I'm not going to lie. I think this fast steps on my toes more than the sugar fast (laughs) it because, you know, and it's a social media fast and it's, I'll tell you why it steps on my toes more. Well, I mean, I, how much time do you have actually, but is because with the sugar fast, my flesh thoughts are, this is just me being real here. My flesh thoughts are, you know, the worst that can happen is I'll, like you said, I might drop a couple of pounds around my belly. Um, I'll have more mental clarity, you know, like all these things are going to come. But when you think about social media fast, it almost feels like there's more to lose than to gain. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. <laughs> I wish I could think, I wish I could think of the, the quote. It goes something like my food fast, or you could say my sugar fast broke my addiction to sugar, but my social media fast broke my addiction to the sugar of affirmation. And I'm not saying that's why everybody turns to social media, but there is a different sort of bondage, stronghold in our lives. And we might not recognize it when we just 
talk about it, but when we consider how many times we pick up our phone each day, I think the average is like 150 times a day. You know, just just picking it up and looking at the time, looking at to see if a text came thing through, looking to see if someone commented on our post on Instagram. There is a really, really big thing happening there. And my hope is while we fast and pray from social media, when we fast from social media, the goal is that we get social with the Lord. There are so many things that we say, these are my priorities. My priority is time with the Lord. My priority is praying, time in his word. My priority is my mothering. My priority is having energy at the end of the day for my husband. My priority is making healthy meals. My priority is reaching out to my real life friends. My priority is doing a Bible study. My priority is going for a walk or getting to the gym. And we can say, these are my priorities, except I'm just too busy. Mm -hmm. I'm just too busy. But if we look at our phone at the end of the day, uh, at least your iPhone I know does this, it'll tell you how many minutes you spent on your phone, how many of them were on social media, how many of them were you know, spent on different websites. We can say we love God most and we value these things most, but we're often too busy for them, except we spent two hours on social media for texting. And it really, it really, yes, yeah, speaking of, stepping on toes. Um, I think we pick up the, the sugar of our phones more than we pick up that brown brownie, that leftover brownie from last night and another sweet latte. And it's just, it's harder because it's even more of our lives. It really is a stronghold for so many of us. But when those strongholds come down, we really do start experiencing the stronghold of Christ in our lives. If it is a fast and not just a digital detox. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And I know I've heard and I've experienced this myself that in this quarantine time, our phone use has like skyrocketed exponentially. Well, it's because of all those fabulous memes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it's because we want to be connected. We want to be connected when we feel so disconnected. But really, that is the heart of the social media fast. The 40 day social media fast is connecting with God in a way we haven't been able to because we're so connected with everyone else. So let's disconnect so that we might connect with those things that we say, those, whether it is God, um, the, the family he's put right here in our home, the loved ones, the, the, the ministry he's calling us to that we're too busy for, um, even our physical help. Let's disconnect in order that we connect to him and the things he's put right in front of us. Let's go dark for a season so that we might experience the light of the world in a way we've been too busy and yeah. too distracted yeah. by the pixelated glow of our screens. That's not the light of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it is yeah. the primary light in our world these days. So there's already you can already pre-order the 40-day social media fast on Amazon. And of course, you can find the 40-day sugar fast there as well. But maybe in your show notes, you can link them over to those two things. But I just love the cover of the social media fast. It's a woman with her hands up looking out at the day before her and her hands are empty. And so often my hands are not empty. I'm not ready for whatever God brings my way. I think that my time with him is supposed to take place for 15 minutes in the morning and that's going to fuel me for my day. But really God says, I don't want a few minutes in your morning. I want to spend the whole day with you. But we spend the whole day with everybody else. And we get to the end of our day going, oh, yeah, I think I spent a few minutes with God this morning. What was it I read again? Yeah. You know, 
So let's disconnect in order to connect. Let's disconnect from sugar in order to connect with our sweet savior. Let's let's disconnect from social media in, in order to get social with him. This is fasting. Fasting from something that is temporary in order to indulge in the one who is eternal. Yeah. And what do you... What would you say to somebody who, and I know, you know, so we're going to have to bring you back on to just talk about the social media one. I'm asking this question for myself, and I'm assuming listeners can relate. With social media, for those of us who run businesses and ministries online, how do you step away from that for 40 days? That's a great question. Well, how many minutes are you spending on social media every day? And then ask yourself, what is it that I need to do on social media for my job? Could I have a 30 minute work block in the morning and then double back in the evening to comment. Could I do that for 40 days? Am I really going to take this huge hit that's going to affect, you know, the eternity of some reader? Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's put it in perspective. What is my job and what do I need to do to get my job done? And maybe Rachel, you could, schedule out with later.com or Facebook now has the creator option for your content where you can schedule it as well for Facebook and Instagram at the same time. Can you, can you prep all those things ahead of time and do it very privately? You know, it's like going into your prayer closets. You don't need to put on a big show for everybody. Nobody even needs to know that you're doing it if you're in ministry. And then if you really do need to be interacting, then at that point, all you need to do is come on for 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the day and put a little heart by everybody's comment, maybe a, maybe a reply. And so you've said, okay, Lord, I'm honoring the ministry you've given me or the work you've given me. Lots of people don't do online ministries, but they have their online um, platform where they sell their, their, whatever their job is, you know, they do their marketing there. So what do you need for your job? And then shut down all your personal accounts for 40 days. Um, and just do that very limited amount. And maybe when you come back, you'll say, you know what, I, I still need more boundaries. Mm -hmm. And when you think about boundaries, think about like a great roller coaster ride at, you know, some amusement park you don't want to go on the loop-de-loop upside down without that bar coming over your shoulders and across your chest. It's not that it stops the fun. It's that it frees you up to enjoy it, right? And that's the way that boundaries are with our social media, with our eating. Maybe you maybe you need some boundaries that I only do sweets when I'm at events. I don't sugar alone. I don't drink alone. I don't, um, you know, do these things that get me to an unhealthy place with, with eating. You set boundaries so that you can enjoy a free life, a healthy life, a wild ride on the on the adventure that, that God's given us, this roller coaster of life. But you can set boundaries. You can set guardrails um, around your social media use, too, and then enjoy it not at the expense of your real life. You know, we use the acronym IRL in real life, but we lose our in real life friends because we're connected to all the people that are our friends online. We, we lose touch with those we like because we're, we're, we're so focused on those we like. I mean, sorry, we lose touch with those we love in our real lives because we're so focused on those we like. So let's put some boundaries, some guardrails around the online part of our lives so that we're freed up to enjoy our real life. And the subtitle of the social media fast is exchange your online distractions for real life devotion. 
Ooh, I and need I that. Think, <laughs> isn't that great subtitle? Mm-hmm. Oh, that subtitle, Asherita Chushu. Really? Up with that. How yeah, cool. I sent her, I said, I need a subtitle. And she, like, within 30 seconds responded with that one. So, wow. yes. <laughs> and, I of course, that's an online friend that became a real-life friend. So I'm not, I'm not putting down your online life. Uh, man, there's so much good there. But if it stops us from living our real life, our real life with Christ and with those he's given us right in our homes, right in our communities, then let's fast for 40 days and see what he has to reveal to us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. You have so much wisdom to say on this topic of fasting. When does that book release? I know you said it's it's available for pre-order now. Yeah, I love it. It's already available pre available for pre-order, which makes me clap my hands, but it comes out on December 1st. And it's so cool. When when the sugar fast book released, it was only in paperback, but, um, I, I, I don't know why they made the choice, but the publisher has now given a paperback option and a hard copy option. I think maybe it's because, um, they're hearing from people that they want to go through it annually. Like every year I want to do it. So give me a good sturdy, copy of the book. And so you can order either of those copies um, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And of course, as you mentioned, there's the audio book. And if 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 um, Amazon is still shipping slowly right now because they're taking care of all the essentials, um, you can grab the audio version of the book. And I just found out, because I think that this is probably going to air in June, that Target is going to be hosting on the shelf the 40-day sugar fast. And so um, that's really exciting. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's so cool. So, Wendy, as we wrap up today, is there any final parting words you would just love to leave with the listeners? Oh, you guys, let's taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Let's run to Him in lieu of social media. I know that social media can feel, um, when we're honest, it's a very real form of escapism with our kids, like, just let me, just let me be in the bathroom for 10 minutes with my phone or in the pantry with my chocolate chips. And we don't want to escape our real lives. We want the strength, the grace of the Lord in our lives to get us through our days and not just get us through, but uh, get us through as ambassadors of his, his love to others and not just focus on getting through to get through because life is hard. There is freedom. There is goodness right here in our lives. So let's turn to him instead of turning to everything else. Oh, so good. So where can they connect with you online? Uh, They can find me on Instagram when I'm not fasting. (laughs) They can find me on Facebook too. Wendy speak, speak with an E at the end. If you'd like to do the 40-day sugar fast with me in community, we have a a fasting community, and you can sign up for it at 40daysugarfast.com. That really is the best way to connect if you're going to want to do the fast with us during one of these community fasts. We do them every January at the beginning of the year. You know, 40 days is a little over 10% of the year. It's almost like we're tithing Mm. at the very beginning of the year. We're tithing. Um, our attention, we're tithing our words. If you do a social media fast, we're tithing everything we run to and just running to him right up front and getting us uh, in that in that right place with him before anything else for the rest of the year. So 40daysugarfast.com, the number 40, 40daysugarfast.com. 
Great. And those links will be in the show notes. So Wendy, thank you again for taking the time to come on today. I'm really excited, not only for the listeners just to obviously listen to this episode, but also to get their hands on your books. I can just tell you, I I loved the 40 Day Sugar Fast. I will for sure be getting the uh, social media fast as well. Thank you. I'm so excited about it. It really is a joy to lead people to Christ. I know that everyone's worried about leaving their sugar, but um, the joy is found when we come to Christ in lieu of anything else. Wasn't that conversation with Wendy both encouraging and convicting? I encourage you to join that sugar fast that's coming up on June 22nd. If you're listening to this after that date, no worries. You can still participate on your own simply by purchasing the book. One of my favorite things to do is to email subscribers with the headline, You Won. So to be on that VIP list, simply text the phrase, Real Talk Giveaway, to the number 44222 right there on your cell phone. I randomly select winners for the guest books, and just by being on that list, you are entered to win. All right, friends, that's all that we have for today. I pray this episode brought you one step closer to getting real living free, and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.